Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Janine Halloran. Janine is a licensed mental health counselor, and her goal is to provide families with the tools and resources that will allow children to flourish in self-directed play. Her website and blog is encourageplay.com. Hi, Janine. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, so this is summertime, and we're today going to be talking about kids and friends and play dates, and I sure hope kids have more time to play during the summer. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I hope it, so, too. It would be wonderful. But moving into the new school year and new, new sets of friends and new classrooms, um, I want to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, how does a parent know a child actually could use some support in making friends. You know, if a child is at school and they don't seem to be having people come over for play dates, they don't seem to be talking about other kids, they don't seem to be interacting so much when they're at the playground, they sort of play by themselves or maybe even do some parallel play, standing, sitting next to somebody and playing instead of interacting. Those are some cues that parents should pick up on and think, oh, maybe I need to do something a little bit different, maybe step up the interventions to um, have them have some friends and increase their friendships. So what age child are we talking talking about in terms of these potential um, warning signs? I'm thinking that's um, elementary school, like third, fourth, fifth grade. If that's still okay. happening at the, those ages, that's a time where we need to be concerned because that's when you're, you're about to go into middle school, then eventually high school. You want to make sure that your kids have a great way of figuring out how to make friends, how to build friendships in order to be going on into these bigger arenas. Now, I do know there are a lot of parents who are very, very involved in their kids' social life. In fact, sometimes it seems to them that all they're doing is chauffeuring their child from one scheduled play day to another. And I, I often wonder um, where, where the initiation comes from in terms of who's setting up the play date, who decides right. you know, when and where, how many. Um, is it you know, in your work, do you find that over-anxious parents are doing a lot of the scheduling? Yeah, I do. And so there's there's a lot of things that go into play there. So there are some kids that really just don't know how to talk with another kid and try and set up a play date. I would assume as you get older, you know, as you're getting into those older elementary school grades, you want to try and be able to have your kids say, I'd really like to have a play date with Johnny because he's really cool and he does these things that I like to do. Mm -hmm. But if you don't see your kid doing that, absolutely, then you need to be stepping in. But you also, there's that balance of doing too much over scheduling. You'd never want to over your schedule or your kids, it gets to be too overwhelming. Yeah. And I think sometimes maybe it's because you, the parent, want to spend time with the other parent and right. the easiest way is just to invite everybody over. And maybe right. it's not a great match for your child. Can we talk exactly. a little bit about the, the, the personality matchup of kids? Who makes a good friend for my child? How do I know? Absolutely. Well, first you have to look and figure, figure out the personality of your own child. Ooh, I, that's, that's tough. Yeah, I know, right? With so, <laughs> so I have, I have myself have two children. I have a little girl who is a social butterfly and has been since the day she was born. And then I have a little boy and he is the complete opposite. So the kids that I picked to have play dates with my daughter and the people that we have play dates with, with her are very different than the people that we have play dates for with my son. My son is very hesitant 
hesitant to join into a new situation. The only, I mean, and he's pretty young anyway, but the only, we've only had a couple of play dates and it's only been one other kid with him. And it's only been for a short structured amount of time because Mm -hmm. that's what he needs. My daughter, I could let her go to somebody else's house and she would play for hours and be fine. And she'd come home and tell me all about it. I would just never do that with my son. So we, you only, you always start with the personality of figure out oh so we want to have somebody if there's something that they have in common if they really like legos if they really Mm -hmm. like minecraft if they really like pokemon those are the sorts of things you want to start thinking about and then looking and finding some areas where those there you can find some other kids that like pokemon that like legos that like minecraft and find some kids that could be a good match for your own child and I was thinking that the classroom teacher might be a really good resource here to be able to find out, okay, who is a good matchup for my kid? Who does my child gravitate towards, um, you know, in group situations? Who seems to be a potential buddy? Absolutely. Your te- the classroom teacher, the school counselor, those are all people who would be able to help you figure out who would be a good match. The teacher will n- definitely know people within the classroom, but the school counselor is actually somebody who um, should know people across classrooms in the same grade. So even mm-hmm. if you can't, can't find somebody in that classroom, you might be able to find somebody with similar interests within the grade. So tell me a little bit, Janine, about your background. How did you get into this this work of helping kids learn to play? Because we live in the time when this is a skill that we used to take for granted, and unfortunately now not so much. Right. So, you know, I've been a school adjustment counselor for years and years, and I'm actually also a licensed mental health counselor. So I've worked in a variety of school settings. I've worked in a substantially separate setting in public schools, both elementary and middle schools. And so I... I've always played with kids. I've always played games with kids and talked about friendships with kids and helped them build them. And then, like I was mentioning earlier, I have two children. And, you know, then I got a chance to see really firsthand how kids develop the skills to play and the skills to build friendships. And so it just sort of... uh kind of went from there that I really got interested in, you know, how do I help children play? A lot of parents would talk to me about, you know, I don't know what to do. My kid won't play with another kid or we don't, they don't know what to do on a play date. They get really overwhelmed and they get um, distracted or then they don't play with them, even though they've been begging to have them come over. It was, so it really started from there, hearing that from parents. I said, there's got to be something that we can think about and talk about and ways to build friendships with kids because it's such an important skill for kids to have. So it sounds like in the case of your daughter, for example, she probably didn't need much help from you. Um, Her natural temperament is very social. And my daughter was like that as well as a little girl. She's still like that. My son, on the other hand, is similar to your son, um, where he was much more of an observer and wanting to check things out, figure things out. And then when he got one good buddy, he was really happy to just continue staying with that buddy. Um, and and the problems, as you were mentioning, or the warning signs, we'll call them problems, is the challenges that kids have in friendship. Part of it is temperament. Part right. of it may be accessibility to the kid who seems right. like a good matchup. So I really love what you're saying about the role of a school counselor who knows right. the grade level population um, as opposed to only those kids who happen to be in your child's classroom. that That's great. Um, how do you think schools could be doing a better job helping kids with these general um, friendship building skills. 
Well, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for some social emotional development and curriculum within the school system. And, you know, I know that people are working on that. And I just really think it really should start younger. It should start in kindergarten where they're learning the skills of how to problem solve, how to manage if you're feeling frustrated. Those are the things that will help you. That will help you when you want to build friendships. So I, I think, you know, just in general, my as a school counselor, I think it's very important to have some social and emotional curriculums within the schools. I think that the classroom teacher is a great resource for parents if they notice if somebody's not playing with somebody else. They notice if that child isn't sitting with somebody at snack or if nobody is pairing up with them when it's time to pair up and the teacher is given free choice. Uh, Also, I think the school counselor is a great resource. There's School counselors um, have the opportunity in their schools to hopefully be able to do some lunch bunches or lunch groups, which are small groups of kids that get sick. I yep. like that. <laughs> yeah, lunch bunch, small groups of kids that get together and have a chance to eat lunch with the counselor. It's a great way to build friendships. Counselors can actually build those groups around certain kids. They can work with kids on IEPs or 504s and get really build on those skills. And just it's a great way to Um, make connections with other people within the grade that necessarily wouldn't be together because they're not in the same classroom. Also, I think at schools, you know, we think about the people who are watching lunch and recess and they are the, you know, it could be a lunch monitor, it could be different classroom teachers, it could be the principal and, you know, just to have them keep an eye on what's going on in the, Mm -hmm. on on the playground and at uh, lunch that's a great time to actually get an observation of who is playing with somebody or who's on the edges of the playground, who is wandering by the trees, who's reading by themselves consistently and doesn't seem happy about that. You know, those are the kinds of things that people can be looking out for when you are in a school. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Um, The idea of reading on their own and doesn't seem happy about it versus Mm -hmm. reading on their own and seeming very happy about it. (laughs) I often hear from parents who seem to be projecting a a greater need for friendship and social ability onto their child than the child may be feeling or needing. Um, And, and so I would love to give, to have you give parents some, some tips maybe for that kind of situation where the kid is saying as a second or third grader or indicating, I'm fine, you know, I'm, I'm happy with who I am and, and mom or dad is, is kind of making a problem out of it and getting very anxious around this this whole thing. Some advice? So I often find that the parents who are getting anxious about their child who only doesn't really want to have a ton of friends are the parents that the, the temperament of the sociability of the parent doesn't match the child. So it could be a child who is really a little bit more hesitant, a little bit more shy, and the parent who's very social and doesn't understand, doesn't doesn't feel that same way, just thinks that, you know, you should be going out and having a bunch of friends. I went out and had a bunch of friends. Right. You don't need to do that. You need to pay attention to the temperament of your child and be respectful of it. It's hard because you, you have an experience of what it was like growing up, and right. you would, and if it was positive, you would want your child to experience it too. But you have to keep in mind the temperament of your child. If they don't feel comfortable, it doesn't make sense to push them to do something that they don't want to do. Now, if they don't have any friends at all and are happy about that, that's a different sort of situation. If they're not interacting at all, if they're not talking to anybody at all, that's concerning. But if they have one or two friends and they're talking with them and they seem to have a good time with them. And they like being being on their own. 
and, and, and if and, they like being on their own, yeah. Uh-huh. I think, I think that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I like hearing parents um, take in that reassurance. I like for them to not make an issue of it, especially as kids nice. get a little bit older. And naturally, as young adolescents, they're going to start pushing back and rejecting ideas that parents have. If you make this that's a battlefield, perfect. folks, right. um, you'll get a battle. Right. <laughs> and Choose it's your not... battles carefully. <laughs> yeah. This way, you know, if your child seems happy, it is is making good choices. The teacher. Yeah gives you indications that they're doing well in group settings. Um, It's not necessary for them to have something to do every afternoon after school and on weekends just because, you know, that's that's the way Johnny Next Door is or or your niece or nephew is or that's the way you are or were. Yeah, it seems like there's this backlash of, you know, of not of wanting to make sure that you're not scheduling your kids too much and, you know, making sure that they have a lot of free time to play. I think it's great. Kids need that free time to be able to play and be creative. It's really important. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, when you add another child to the mix, sometimes the the kind of creativity you have and what you love to do to express yourself gets changed because your guest, your play date friend isn't into it so it's like gosh i really just wanted to draw this afternoon (laughs) right and then maybe the friend doesn't want to draw and then what do you do and then what do you do and then mom or dad who's saying oh no well you do what your guest says that's polite and it's like hmm Yeah. yeah yeah this is this is a very interesting topic um and and I'm I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about it as the school year is starting ramping up because I think it's important for parents to get these reminders of of when to step forward when their child um, seems to indicate that they would like more friends when you or the teacher um, observe things and when to step back and yes. and um, that it's it's okay right it's, <laughs> oh, it's okay I, I think a lot parents get very anxious and want to make sure that everything is okay and really most of the time it is. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It just you just have to relax a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So before we leave, Janine, I would love it if you'd give our listeners an opportunity to learn where they can find out more about your work. So I blog at um, encourageplay.com, and I try and blog a few times a week, and we also have some other things up there. I have a section of my website dedicated to supporting people at school as well. So come come on by and give us a uh take a look at our website. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. I pin every day. <laughs> Great. And before we go, I'm just going to ask you one more question. It's, uh, I'm assuming it's still summer. Your kids are not in school yet? Yes, it what is. Do you, what are you doing this afternoon to play? Well, this afternoon, um, it's actually my son's birthday. Ah, so, great. <laughs> so I think this afternoon we are going to be doing some art projects that he wants to do. Wonderful. He really likes to draw and cut and paste. So he that's what he has to do. this. Mo- and they're actually at the park right now. So <laughs> lots, of, lots of activities. Well, I wish your son a very, very happy birthday. And thanks so much Thank for talking to us. Thank you. <laughs> this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And please check out my book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. And tune in next week when my guest will be Dr. Kimberly Palmiato. Dr. Palmiato and I will be talking about kids and learning differences. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.